0: Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Oh, hot tea. i drinking some hot tea this morning. Um, Good to be back. Thanks. Uh, Thanks again to Josh for filling in for me last week. Um, We're getting near the uh, final stretch. Where does that book go? I had a book I wanted to talk about, but we'll talk about it anyway. Um, So next week we should be finishing up the Galatians series next week, next Sunday. And what else? Um, And then we're gonna go from that and we're gonna go in and we're gonna do a I'm gonna do a talk on a talk (coughs) on um, Paul Tillich's talk Uh, you are accepted Which is in his book, which is one of his he has three books that are collections of of sermons that he's given and it will be the you are accepted from shaking the foundations and uh, probably my favorite talk since I found out about it. Oh gosh, one of my favorite talks at least. Um, top, top five talks um, from uh, when I first heard about it from uh, Brennan Manning and um, and Paul Tillich. If you don't know who Paul Tillich is, you can look him up. He's a uh, very human being, <laughs> but he's also one of the uh, greatest philosophers theologians of the 20th century he was on the cover of time magazine um but the reason i'm telling you that is you can go and if you just google you are accepted paul Tillich, the um the printed version of the talk because i don't think it was ever recorded the printed version of the talk will come up and you can read it and go through it so if you want to be ahead of the game with that you can do that so that's going to be in a couple weeks um, I think I have an exciting announcement for everyone. Um, so, I have been thinking about what we were going to do with Revolution and trying to make different decisions, and if we were going to make it to uh, really March, which is what in a few days. And so, a lot of, I've sought a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but some counsel and talked with a few different people. Uh, but all, ultimately, through just really good therapy and seeing my analyst and deciding, you know, also, you know, just been reading some good books lately as well. Um, I've decided to basically continue Revolution. And that's what I feel like I'm called to do. That's what I feel like my purpose is. And if Revolution is going to be a podcast for a, a time, just a podcast, or just a communicated podcast, whatever, that's fine. Like, I am going to accept me radically and accept this work radically, but also say that I believe that this work is vitally important and it's what I need to be doing and I need to be doing it with confidence. And I think I've had so much pressure from... Other folks around me and you know so much pressure just from the world and life in general or, or my own expectations of well what's a church or what's a community or what's this or what's that? And then I have to define it. But one of the things I've realized is that you know each of us are, are, offers something to the world that only we can offer. And you know without us it doesn't happen. Without us, our work, our art does not happen. And I want to continue my work and my art and that's how I see this is, is my theology and my you know, time in the Bible as art. It is a way of me expressing my art and expressing who I am and trying to keep with good theology, you know, and, and good philosophy and, you know, um, you know, just staying solid with this stuff so that's what we're gonna do is um, keep on keeping on it's a tough decision because right now I don't know financially how we're gonna do it but we're gonna just do it this is what we're called to do so we're gonna do it and um, it frees I feel like saying like hey revolution is just revolution it is what it is it's you know if you want to call it a podcast now that's fine I'm not gonna take that as an insult if you want to call it a community that's fine too. choose your own adventure But the fact is I feel like it frees me up to make this, to let revolution be what revolution needs to be and to evolve and what it needs to evolve and allow me to shape the vision of this community and continue to do that. And that's what we're gonna do. So there you go. Um, You know, I think about my mom, I gotta be me. But honestly, I I do wanna say like, you know, I'm really grateful for um, my analyst. You know, he, he, he really just asked me some, tough questions and they weren't questions that I was answering for him but but questions I had to ask for myself and I kind of had to look and and just be honest with myself and I think um, it's a new day and it's new age and I just think I I was trying to rebuild something I was trying to I I was stuck reading the past while trying to look at the future you know and I kind of stuck there and 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 what revolution was and not what revolution is and, and, and what it's going to be so there you go and uh, hopefully I can continue to do this. We'll make a living doing this and continue to, to offer you guys the best I can give you. And that's what I'm gonna do and the best that this community can give you. And I'm so grateful for this community. I'm grateful for the diversity of this community. And I think this is the way we should do it. So, boom, there you go. <laughs> the revolution continues. Um, you know, part of me is like, I hate doing that. Like, we're going to fall apart. We need your support. You know, I feel like a, a preacher. But I was really like, I thought that, I thought this was, I had to make a decision. And uh, and I was I was nervous. And I just said, you know, the problem is I'm not accepting my work as I accept myself. Like, and this is a part of who I am, a part of my heritage, a part of my history. And uh, so I, I'm practicing radical acceptance and not going to let the world pressure me to be like, Go out and build a community in a city that I'm not, you know, don't know a lot of people at. You know, if that happens organically, great. But right now, this is this is where we're at. We're a Revolution Church online community, a place for diverse people and diverse thinking as well. You know, we, we think differently and we don't always agree and we try our best to argue well. And I think that's a fantastic place to be because if you go out there into the interworlds and the interwebs, you see that we're not doing it there. So we're going to try it, practice here, and then take it to them. Take it to other people. And argue well with other people so keep on keeping on folks let's do this um so i'm excited to say that you know like i i've even been like iffy like i was like do i announce it today do i say anything you know but um i just i need to rest you guys this decision like has been like weighing on me so heavily it's been such a burden of like you know do i just start something else do i just what do i do it's an you know and this is part of my i'm just happy that i'm able to accept it as it is all right so we are in galatians and we are in the middle of galatians 5 and that's where we're going to go um my kiddos are in their the room on their tablets <laughs> their biblical tablets <laughs> um it is pretty cool though my kid my mini, has a tablet and she plays this game that teaches her how to spell and um it's like tricky learning. I really like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, so the kids are here today, and of course, right beforehand, cereal spills, the, the the Nintendo Wii loses a piece. We're going, you know, and uh, but we're we're here. We're here today. Thanks for joining us. And this is from this is from a band in Minnesota that did a. Um, a concept album basically based on my parents and other televangelists and um, and, and the fall and things like that. And they did a, ended up doing a play about it and they played in the corner while they had actors acting it out and they had a t- movie screen and different things like that. Um, I can't remember the name of the band right now, but <laughs> it's, it's, they sold these, because this was the fake TV show that they had in their, their album. And someone bought this for me at the, at the concert. So this is the, their version of the PTL mug. I don't have my PTL mug right now because it's part, being filmed for the documentary we're working on. All right. Um, Galatians, where we ended is we ended in one of my favorite places. And of course, like a um, beating a dead horse. You know, we have, we've been away. It's been two weeks since we talked about Galatians. So I'm gonna have to do a little bit of a review for you folks. Um, as you recall... Galatians letter from Paul, one of the earliest New Testament writings, if not the earliest. Um, Paul's writing this letter because this community is divided down the middle um, over religious practice, Judaism versus, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gentiles becoming Christians. So Gentiles just converting to Christianity without converting to Judaism. And, you know, the Jewish folks at the in this community feel like they need to be circumcised. Or, th- or maybe not the, in the community, but some leaders have come in and kind of spread that around. And so the community has become very divided, uh, split, very much like we are. Um, this morning uh, when I woke up and I was just flipping through the Instagram as I do. Um, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years because honestly, I'm just not up that late. Um... <laughs> But I guess Woody Harrelson did the, 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 the show. He was the, the guest host of the show. And I guess he talked about, um, I saw a little clip where he was talking about basically like the vaccine and all this stuff and drug companies and things like that. I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting, you know, a little dark. And then I was reading the comments. And the thing is back in the comments is just you see how split people are and how quickly we are to insult one another. And it's really wild for me I think to see how how people's like positions on things have changed. Like we're living in a time that's very different, you know. And a lot of things like that would have been considered like liberal's liberal thoughts have become conservative thoughts and a lot of things that would have been considered conservative thoughts become liberal thoughts. And I don't think anybody's really talking about that. They're not really looking at that, you know, and they're splitting us apart. And I just want to say, like, you guys not realize, like, you both have thought these ways, like, we're actually closer, we could actually probably sit down and talk about this stuff, and maybe use examples from, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where we were both toying the different line, or toying, I was towing your line, and you were toying my line, you know? Um, I mean, it's wild to see, like, a lot of Republicans be, like, anti-war, and then a lot of, like, progressives were like oh no we gotta you know get weapons over there and we gotta you know help this group fight you know and and then these people the same people who like but you know a few years ago were protesting the wars you know in the Middle East so it's just it's it's really wild to watch not a lot of people like to look at it and we're all, of course where it's complicated and it's more complicated than I'm laying it out right now but things like even like trusting the government versus not trusting the government Trusting big pharmaceuticals, not trusting big pharmaceuticals. I mean, these things are just all complicated, but they've just switched, you know, believe the science, don't believe, you know, I mean, it's, it's just all this, you know, like, and sometimes it doesn't add up to logical arguments. And people have used this to separate themselves rather than just say, hey, let's talk about it. You know, this is the world that we live in together. This is the country we live in together. Um, obviously things change, you know, let's not toe the line of the party line. I don't want to serve a party. I want to be a part of the people and what's best for people, Um, you know. So that's where I'm sticking with. Um, You know, for me, it's like, oh, this is an example I was going to use too, is um, someone was posting the thing about, um, uh, you know, about the war that's happening right now and um, all that. And so I, I just, you know, kind of like a, Try to be a peace guy. and I put up a peace symbol and that's all I just put up a peace symbol because I didn't know what else to say I like to I don't think anything will be and then the the mediator of this punk rock site doop, disappears and, and all of a sudden I noticed some other people's doop, 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 doop. and only the people who are supporting their view is, is left up and I reached out to them because they say they're a magazine and everything and I was like hey I'm just curious like I want to let you know like you know I think we're probably on the same page here I think you know but I would like to talk about like maybe how we have these conversations um they didn't get back to me but the, you know it's just it's a weird time it's a weird time where talking about peace can get you in trouble with people that you raised with you know what i mean um you know it, w- you know talking about the U- war in ukraine and, and things like that 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 can you know get you in trouble with one side or the other you know and talking about peace doesn't seem to be something that people want to talk about but as someone who subscribes to nonviolence 98% of the time that I try to, um, you, know, that's, you know, peace is important to me. And uh, it's, it's strange that that's something that people get, oh, have you been red pill? I'm like, I'm not taking any pills. <laughs> it's just opinions, human opinions based on studies over time and the way I was raised, that's all. And that's what we're having here in Galatians to get back on point is that you have people who have different backgrounds, different understandings of religion, and they've come together and they're clashing and they're separating and they're tearing each other apart. And that's where we left on 5, which is Galatians 5. I'm going to start at 13. Um, It says, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only do not use this freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgences, which is just looking after yourself or your own, your own group. But through love, become slaves to one another. So he's saying become slave to those that you disagree with. Um, could be slaves with one another and people you agree you know like serve one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, if however, you bite and devour one another, Take care that you are not consumed by another, by one another. Like if you are constantly fighting, you will become consumed with one another, consumed by one another and with one another, to be honest with you. And I see this happening so much, you know, and I saw this happening in just like that Saturday Night Live thing or that, you know, that, that, the other the post I saw the other day. You know, I mean, everybody is just kind of consumed with what the other thinks and how horrible it is and and the argument will argue about anything nowadays, but it's this division that continues to happen. And, you know, not like writing people off because they have a different opinion. When we all talk about diversity, sounds like hypocrisy. Do You understand what I'm saying? Um, Um, you know, so, so, that often happens, it, 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 is that we, we um, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but, but we, we, we just, we villainize each other, and that's not what we're called to do. My mother used to say that, you know, the Bible says don't judge one another, and you know, the, ho- the, the church is supposed to be a hospital, not a courtroom, and we often run it like a courthouse. And we've continued to do that. Um, you know, I, I just recently was, you know, I, I, a friend of mine who's, we have completely different views and, and thoughts on different things. And and, and we are we text each other now about bands and stuff, but he kept putting up these posts that were just driving me crazy. And I was like, and I was like, nope. And I just unfollowed him and was like, hey, let's just stay buddies, love our music together. And when we're in person, have a tough conversation. Because you know, I I can't watch your things and and be quiet. So I'm just going to kind of like not look at it and, and, you know, and he's more patient than I am. So I'm like, you you know, and he got it. So we worked it out that we'll have a good conversation about it. Um, So here we go. So be, be wary of biting and devouring one another. Um, and so I'm gonna go just a little bit more of a rant on this and then we're gonna finish up five because five is, is kind of short. So we have a little time here. Um, I just wrote down some, some uh, notes here and I wanted to read that. And I've already said half of them. That's usually what I do is I say half my notes once I've written them down. Um, is our aim to destroy a particular kind of church or people? You know, we have to keep that in mind. Um, why aren't we open to each other's nuances? I think I've already said that um judging and tearing others apart which is really covered there and being consumed by one another are we judging and tearing each other apart constantly you know and how do we do that and so i'm just you know i wrote down some things like i put two crowns with a little crack in between them because it's like we have like our our groups and like somehow these people are our kings or something and we we become you know dedicated to them um and here's the thing is, I'm not saying you have to do away with everything. You know, we have the nuance and we have the ability to disagree with even like parties that we love, you know, we have with our own party. I mean, we should disagree. We should disagree. We should, it's okay to have contradiction within a system, you know, that's part of life. Some contradictions you'll have to live with forever. It, it, that's, that's Okay. It's when we use them to devour one another and tear each other apart and belittle one another is when we run into, into issues, you know. Um, I put up something the other day about, like, why are we vilivizing all of our people that we don't agree with? And I said, this is, seems to be happening on both sides. And uh, the person said, no, Jay, it's only the conservatives who are doing this because, you know, this, they're the party that, you know, doesn't want drag shows, doesn't want this, doesn't want that, you know, and and the liberals are the only ones who help us out. But I'm like, you're right. You know, what the, what, what, what the Democrats have done for the LGBT community is fantastic. Um, you know, but they haven't always been fantastic with the African American community. I mean, Clinton's crime bill was horrifically hurt the, the black community. Um, you know, so, so you have to realize like, no, nobody's perfect, no group is perfect, no political system is perfect. And it's okay to say like, these are the things I like, but like, but also like, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm a Democrat. I grew up a Democrat, you know? That's how I always thought, you know? But I also still think like, I still see the beatings happening on the streets and I don't still don't have really good healthcare. I still don't really have these things. And, and so I think it's okay for us to ask these questions and, and push our leaders to say, hey, we'd like a better world to live in without tearing each other apart. Um, and, and, and being mean to one another. Um, and I see everybody here is, there's something, a little argument going on. Just remember, try to respect each other, understand each other. Um, we really, this is trying to place where we we, we get, you know, hi, Joseph. Yeah, you I think your caps locks so is stuck on. Um, no, this is a place where we try to, disagree and disagree well and think about how we can do things like reparations and things like that and how can we do it better and how can we sit down and have the conversation how do we make these things happen without just going online and going to, 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 and being you know uh, what do they call that warriors keyboard warriors you know being a keyboard warrior isn't enough going in you know like it's not gonna like if we all fight at each other on this thing nothing's going to change so if we become divided on this community all it's going to be is a bunch of people doing what people do and that's arguing on, on the internet. So, that's okay. I mean, we can do that. But what I wanna do is I want us to be folks that take these ideas and these thoughts and these concepts of trying to come together in a community and have hard conversations and take those into other parts of our community and we learn to listen well and also speak well. It's not that we just, I'm just going to listen But it's also, we're going to learn to speak and have hard conversations, but we're going to listen and we're going to find out and we're going to, are there holes in our argument? Are there issues with that? And that's what Paul's saying to you is like, these guys like love each other. If you love each other, you may be able to understand each other just a little bit more. You may be able to get through this. Like if you love each other and you care about each other, you're going to listen to one another and you'll learn to disagree and you'll learn to disagree well. You know, and, and like with me and, and my best friend, Pete, we can argue really loud. Like he, I told you a few weeks ago about how he confronted me about something and how he was really nervous about it. Cause it was personal, you know, it was more of a personal thing and we got through it and it was fine, you know, but he was nervous and, and we dealt, we sat down, we were best friends. We love each other. We talked about it. We, I talked about some things I was frustrated about, we aired the, you know, we aired it out and did that. Now there's other times where we have like political disagreements or things like that and we argue each other or if, you know, and if we overstep a line and go, hey, 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 that hurt. (laughs) Like I know how you feel what you just said. I know the the anger behind that and you've directed it towards me. That hurt, how can we think that differently? How can, you know, like, hey, can you back off for a second? I'm gonna go into the next room, have a DC, and then we can finish this conversation, Diet Coke. So, um, one of the things I, I feel like we see a lot of in, in, in these, these arguments are, um, you know, people say, oh, you've been blue-pilled or you've been ro- uh, uh, red-pilled or, oh, you're a snowflake. And I, and I think all those are meant to destroy each other and hurt each other. Those aren't terms we use to, to, to encourage one another. Um, and, 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 and lately I, 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 online I've noticed the big one is, is, is the forbidden one is when they call each other moderates you know, it's like we're in gangs, you know, and it's like, oh, are you a moderate? You know, and I watched a lot of my progressive friends, like, who were like theologians and stuff, like, oh, moderate, oh, too, oh, you can't make up your mind, you're gonna be spewed from God's mouth, and that kind of thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, the person who's closer in the middle to you, and now is even a bigger enemy than the person who's taking the stand on the other side, I'm like, this shows that we're not working towards a movement or a community or a revolution. It just shows that we're just so divided that we'll never learn to work together. That's not how we start community. We don't start communities by saying, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. You know, we start say, hey, can we build a community that's diverse and that thinks differently? Can this be done? Is peace possible? And I will say, yes, peace is possible. So it's really funny to like see these how, how people use these terms that like when I even 10 years ago didn't seem as crazy, you know. But I was really surprised by the people who were going after the moderates in the group and just tearing them apart because they were coming in trying to be the same voice, like in this argument I was watching. And I was like, oh here, oh moderate, blah, 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 blah. you know. And I was just like, oh my gosh, oh, this is this is bad. This is really bad um we gotta we gotta love each other more and uh you know and i saw i just saw things and i'm anti-woke too but you know this is a place where i want people who who feel like they're woke can come where the where conservatives can come and i know i have conservatives who 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 who, who are a big part of this church and a lot of some some of the conservatives who are a big part of this community are people who helped raise me as a child, you know? And I know half the things I say, like, oh, <laughs> oh, Jamie, don't go to hell. <laughs> or whatever they're thinking. I don't think they're thinking that. But what I'm saying is, is like, you know, people in my life that were great to me and helped me get through some hellish points when a lot of other people didn't show up, you know? Um, so that's just a fact. People, People are full of nuances and very different. People aren't black and white. I mean, we have... But people have great nuances and um, it's quite amazing what happens when you sit down and discover who people are or when you look at the history of your life. Um, so here we go. Now, now, so I, I wrote these things down, but then I said, so your love for others, what is the price of that? And this is where Galatians often gets used against people. And you'll be all be able to, you'll all be included in this one. You all will be. Everybody's included in this one. you are happy. This is completely inclusive. As this one is to the sinners. Who will not get into the kingdom of God? And I'm gonna say, if you go by this list and you use traditional thinking, none of you. <laughs> so, you're all, including myself, we're all included in what's about to go down in Galatians. Um, Galatians 5.16, live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gravi- gratify the desires of the flesh. Um, and it's so funny what, ser- what, what certain people have their flesh gratified by and what certain, you know, it's not one thing, you know. Growing up in, in evangelical church, they all thought it was like secular music and, you know, and cigarettes and drugs and women and bo- or boys or whatever, you know. I mean, those are some great distractions. Don't get me wrong. But, um... But there's also stuff like, oh, man, you know, I watched eight hours of The Walking Dead the other night and felt like hell the next morning. Could that be a desire that's not as healthy for me? Um, Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed for the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. And one of the reasons I, I think the desire of the flesh is an interesting thing, and I think capitalism often takes advantage of that, um, and I'll just use this example is like, you know, selling a product. Like, you know, hey, if you have th- this replica of the Jay Baker sermon book, your life will be complete. All the secrets, everything is in here. And this is what you need, you know? And if you're like my kids, you just, oh, you think about it. Or like, you know, my daughter, like, thinks about fairies all the time right now. She wants a fairy garden, or we're going to build a fairy garden at her mom's house. But she's, at, last night, her brother went out with her mom. Her, her, my, my, my ex-wife took my son skiing, and so it's just me and Minnie last night. And, and Milo was getting home late, and Minnie woke up. And she asked me, she goes, she goes, um... Um, Joseph, I'm I, I, just out of respect, buddy. I don't know if you're if you're catfishing us at this moment, or if you're just, you know, just all I ask is just try to show respect towards each other. You know, this is all I'm asking. You know, because this isn't this isn't a normal community, so you're probably not going to get the rise you want to out of us. Um, but there's that desire that you think will fill the void. And maybe it is big booties, okay? So you want big booties and you're like, oh, if I just had that girl with the big booty or that boy with the big booty, whatever, I'm gonna be complete and it's gonna complete me, you know? And then 10 years down the line, you're going like, I'm not complete. Now I need an either another big booty or I, if I just had that car, you know? And these desires that we have because we think these desires are gonna give us completeness. And I think what really Paul in this, in this book particularly and what Christ has called us to is to live into something that doesn't fill the void, to allow the the absence of that fulfillment, the lack, to live with the lack, and to allow the lack to be there. And you realize these things, I mean, I know my spending habits went way down when I started to realize like nothing here, this is like what, I would collect old toys and things like that, and I was realizing that it was kind of filling a void of my childhood and things I missed. and. But when I realized it was, it was something I was using to cope and I was trying to fill the lack, all of a sudden the ma- magic dust that fairies have fell off the thing. Now, my daughter the other night, when she woke up, she goes, Dad, Mom has cats. If we put the fairy garden and will then Will the cats eat the fairies? You know, she's just got this one-track mind, like if she gets to the fairy garden, she's gotta protect the fairies, but that everything's gonna be great. Um, so that's the point. It's like you see it a lot with kids, like just, it's the next toy that's going to complete the, the suck. I'm like, kid, you have 500 toys at home that you don't even remember. You don't need the new toy. Um, I often have to bribe them to, to, <laughs> to sit quietly during the service. So there you go. That's my my weakness. So so we often try to fill this void, and I think we're called to kind of live with the void and realize, like, oh, okay, we give these things this this power, you know. And everybody will be like, well, it's the god-shaped hole. But anybody who's gone a head deep into religion and studied everything about religion and you figure everything out of religion, you know, when you look at people like you 2 who like became one of the most famous bands in the world and were Christian, well, some of, three of them were Christians, I think, you know, and they're writing a song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And it's the idea is that there's always a lack, you know, um, that we can't fill. And so when we have a system like capitalism, especially late state capitalism, it promises to, give us happiness or money gives us happiness or fame gives us happiness or having a good church building will give us happiness and you know being recognized by my peers will, will will fill that. You know, there's different areas where those things, you know, and I think what we have to do is learn to just radically accept the lack. And I think that's what's happening here. Because when he's saying desires, I think we often think of just what we've been raised in the church of what's bad and that must be the desires now. Here's a list, in case you were wondering. And we're all covered by this list, I'm pretty sure. Um but if you're led by the spirit you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Now I many years in my life had this this very next verse this very next list used against me as a pastor and um as a believer, you know, as a Christian as whatever, you know? And I've seen it used against people all the time. And I honestly, I remember one night I had to talk at a church the next day. And uh, this, I got stuck on this part of Galatians. And I was, I was just broken. And I was like, I don't know if I can go on because I don't believe this. And you know, and I don't have a problem with disagreeing with people in the Bible, but I was like, my book, my jam, Paul, Galatians. You know, and I disagree with Paul in, in different places, and that's okay. Um, but but I was reading this, and so I called a, a, a really good theologian that I knew, and said, "Hey, can you help explain this to me?" And I said, "Because it's not lining up with my, with what I think." And I don't want to be preaching this wrong, I don't want to I just don't know, is this, is what I'm seeing, is it, what I'm, what I'm understanding at face value, is that what it's saying? And he goes, well, Jay, you got to read the whole thing, and then he he explained it to me and it was really beautiful. Um, I remember I had a few moments with my dad like that when he was in prison too, where he would explain certain verses to me, and it's really interesting because often it's like, the answer lies, like a sentence or two afterwards, or even like earlier on in the book. Um... Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Here we go. Here's a list. Fornication, impurity, liciousness, which I know a lot of you are liciousness. Um, idolatry. You know, obviously, this is to a group of people who who he he's hitting with, like, because the Gauls are people who are like, oh, we worship this mountain and we worship this bird, you know. And and, and Judaism was like, no, 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 we don't, we don't worship the stuff, you know, we don't worship the lake, and, and, and Gauls, that was part of their tradition, so Paul's showing some of these things, and like, these, prob- these, these aren't, Paul's hitting everybody, like, you, you would think that this is all about the Gauls, but he hits the Gauls a little bit, too, um, sorcery, um, so I guess my, my daughter talking about fairies, I should probably talk to her about sorcery, um, she was asking me about magic dust the other day, <laughs> I love children. Um, she's five. Um, and and are anybody following along? Because I think every year I have a problem with this word. animities. Yes, we can look that up again. I think I had written the meaning down, but not in this Bible. Strife. Oh, oh, here's the ones. Strife. Now, I've been told that this will keep you from going to heaven. My whole life was told this, like early in my life. Strife and jealousy, you know, Anger, quarrels, dissension. Notice factions and envy. Drunkenness. Here we go, I'm going to underline. Drunkenness, carousing, which is like going to the corral. Um, golden corral, I think it was talking about. And things like these. I'm warning you as I warned you before. Those who such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we have to look at a few things. We have to look at the word Inherent uh, inherit, inherit. We' want to inherit the kingdom of God. What is that? First of all, now growing up, it was drunkenness that was always put in my face. Like, oh, well, Jay, you go to the bars and you hang out with people and you have a church and a bar, and there's people who are drunken there, and they're not going to heaven, you know? And um, and it seemed like they left out the whole part of like quarrels, like arguing. And they left out the whole part of having factions of separate groups. I'm like, well, you know, you guys are like, this, you have a whole denomination that's just a, that's, that, that by definition would be a faction because you broke off from this group and became this group, you know? And then there's this group who broke off of you guys, so you're factions, but they don't talk, you know, that's not what you often hear about. So for a long time, they're like, all your drunk friends are going to hell, you know? Um, but they weren't talking about factions. They weren't talking about people who are jealous. How many of us are jealous? Like, even if it's like, oh, I wish I looked like Brad Pitt, or I wish I had Rob Bell's career, you know, or I wish I was this, or I wish I had a bigger house, or, you know, I wish I had their house, or I wish, you know, I had that person in my life, you know, jealousy is, is, is a big thing. Um, but I think it was only fornication and their idea of what fornication was and uh, really drunkenness because envy didn't seem to be in there, quarrels didn't, dissension because there was a lot of dissension. When, 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 when we are saying, oh, have you been red-pilled or oh, have you been blue? Oh, you're a snowflake. Oh, you're a moderate. That's dissension. That's we're sowing discord amongst the brethren and amongst people. Um, that's what we're doing. We're, we're sowing discord so we continue to fight we continue to argue. So it's saying these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, the problem was, is that everybody thinks as the kingdom of God as heaven. And this is about an afterlife type of thing. And Paul is not talking about the afterlife in this verse here. He is talking about God's reign on earth, God's spirit on earth, the spirit on earth. He's saying these things, you know, and so he goes into the, but he's going to give us a contrast. Paul's going to say, all right, now I want to, show you what the other side looks like. And I know all my holy saints who are listening right now all fall under this. Um, And I think that's important, especially like if some of you just popped on here because I put on social media stuff and you maybe just popped on here and and maybe you come from more of a conservative background and you've you've, you've heard this used as a hammer on your head. I hope this is somewhat freeing, you know, or even if if some of you have used it or, or some of us just, you know, who, read over things quickly because it really bothers us. I mean, I really hope this helps, you know, because you, next time someone says drunk, I mean, I remember I had a I have a tattoo of Jesus, I have a few Jesus tattoos, and people, oh, make no graven images and blah blah. I mean, people will go for it, and they have like <laughs> sixth grade understanding of the Bible, and they will tell you, it's I'm sorry, buddy, it's 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 the eternal ovens for you, you know, the ovens that never shut off, and you're going to be in there and It's going to be awful, and your family's going to be really sad in heaven because you're going to be burning for eternity. Um, I don't believe in that. Um, So these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? And it's answered right into us. By contrast, in 22, Paul says, the fruit of the spirits. And so what he's saying is, is in the kingdom of God, there's things that help us and things that don't help us, and it's the fruits of the spirit. They're really logical reasons of looking at these things and going, oh, this is why, when you kind of dare to compare the two. So he goes, by contrast, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. Now, what I want to say about that is you've got to look at what does the purpose of love serve? And that's the one thing Paul keeps hitting on is, Love. You're not going to bite and devour one another if you love each other. You're going to be able to sit down and have tough conversations and love each other. Um, you know and disagree. You know, you know. Like for me and my dad, we don't talk, but I have sent him text after text saying the door is always open. You know, I I don't put up, uh, if I put up a boundary, I'm going to tell you what there is a door in that boundary, and there's probably a couple windows too. You can throw stones at it in the middle of the night and. It's so funny, me and Zo both had a panic attack on the same night a few days ago. It was like, and he said, we need to call one of our hippie friends to find out if the moons are aligning, um, what's going on. We're both having panic attacks. Um, I don't know why I said, oh, because, yeah, you know, I was with a friend, I had, a... <laughs> I had my pantry out. You know, I was out of town, but, wow, there was my... I heard rocks hitting on my window, and oh! <laughs> There's Zoe, (laughs) we were both kind of freaking out. Um, And you know what? Honestly, like, it it was nice. I hate to say it. It wasn't nice. It was just, it was better because I was like, oh, you know, two bearded bald men kind of freaking out, you know, but I know both of our histories enough to know that uh, two bald bearded people, I mean, (laughs) freaking out. You know, I know enough of us to that. But both of us were probably freaking out where it was not the truth because I know what panic does to people. Um. (laughs) So here are this. So so love and joy. When you have joy, it's amazing when you have joy. I have met some people on both sides. Of the world very very nuanced people who have joy and like in some ways no one can take away that joy and i have disagreed with them and never felt under judgment even though that maybe i did not convince them but felt like well this is someone who would probably jump in front of a train for me or push me you know save my life you know that type of thing um you know, it's one of those things, you know, there was a pastor who, a friend of mine, um, who, who kept preaching and had a little church still at P- had PTL for quite years until he passed away last year. And I don't know if we saw eye to eye on a lot of things, but he always showed me love and showed me grace, you know, and he had, and there was always a joy about him. And so there was something special with it. I'm not that guy. I'm not, <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, Jay is just so joyful. Um, Matter of fact, I would like Freudian leave out joy in the fruits of the spirit. I remember I had a few people point it out because I wrote it out and I was like, you know you left joy out of there. <laughs> Put it up, like, oh, joy, yeah. Um, I do have joy. My, like Minnie woke me up this morning with her um, puppet pig and so she was like, hello, hello, wake up. So that was brought a lot of joy to my heart today. Um, peace. So when you have peace, what are you gonna have? You're not gonna have dissension, has anybody looked up that word, animities? <laughs> if you have, just throw it right there. Um, you, know, it, you know, if you have peace, there's not gonna be strife or factions or quarrels. You know, there might be something like that, but you're gonna be taking that slowly down. Um, let's look at another one. Patience. Patience also helps a lot with dissension and factions and envy and even drunkenness. Uh, and I'm going to hit drunkenness in a second because I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Um, we'll hit that one in a second. Um, kindness. Once again, you go to kindness and you look and go, well, you know, uh, well, I think when it's saying like things like fornication it's saying like you don't go find someone and use them to escape from your problems. You know, like, you don't just, you just got to be careful with people. People are, are people and they deserve to be treated with respect and love and hope and you can't just jump into something and hurt them. What's um, the next one here. We got kindness, Gen- generosity. Generosity also helps when you're generous of other people you're able to listen to them and hear them and share with them. And some, It's amazing what a little gift or a little moment of sharing a meal together we'll do when we're human beings to one another, or even when I'm generous with people online and be like, hey, listen, I'm not, I just want to figure this out. Like, and maybe we won't figure it out here, but I just want to talk about, like when we're generous, when we say, hey, we have, we have a generous, we're being generous with a way big place to disagree and disagree well, folks, you know? Um, And and and, you know, then faithfulness. Faithfulness, again, kind of helps you from splitting into factions and dissension. I don't know if anybody got anemones in there. Again, I may have missed it, but I'll keep looking for it. Um, And then self-control. And then when you look at self-control, you're like, well, that really kind of covers a lot of those too. Uh, The the strife and the jealousy and the anger and the quarrels and the envy and and the drunkenness and and the carousing. And what I think what it's saying is, is, for some of us, the drunkenness and the carousing is the escape. And what it does is it hurts these abilities because we put ourselves on hold and we don't grow. Um, for me, if I take a pill every time I'm sad, like for me, pills in my therapy in psychiatry, psychiatrists gave me medication, but they never taught me how to deal with my panic attacks except for taking the pill. When I went into dialectic behavioral therapy, they gave me ways to sit with panic and look at the panic and see the panic and not fight it, but actually let it completely in and deal with the panic. Now, it's not easy always. And sometimes I do take a pill for the panic, but not as much as I used to. Even things like breathing into a bath <laughs> just kind of calm you down a little bit. Um, and so the idea is, is like when we rely on something else, we don't learn the skills of peace, the skills of love, the skills of joy, the skills of gentleness. You know, I, I see so many people in ministry and in the church. And one of the reasons I don't like to call revolution a church is I see so many people who lack the gentleness, you know, they, oh, I love you, but they love you in a very harsh way, you know, almost seems like, uh, not real love, but what they might just be missing is gentleness and kindness, you know? Uh, and so we see that a lot of these ah, rah, rah. well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm introverted already. You know, I'm not a type A person. I've learned to to work with type A people, uh, just by realizing that they don't hold on to things like I hold on to things, helped a lot. Um, but, but a lot of these folks don't have the gentleness. And, and it's not, and it's on, the, it's on both sides, folks. There's no winning group. The progressive Christians aren't winning. The conservative Christians aren't winning. We're just fighting each other and we're both losing. Both sides are losing. And then eventually there's nothing. And then there's a few of us wandering in the desert, like, let me tell you this story about a man that that's what people used to, you know, it's like The Walking Dead. Have you ever heard of this guy, Jesus? <laughs> like, wasn't that the, the religion that destroyed itself? <laughs> um, As we're walking in the ruins of Christianity. Um, and it really is ruined right now. And that's why I think it's time for reformation. And I think reformation starts right here. We might even change revolution to reformation. <laughs> and everybody think we're Calvinist. But you see what I'm saying is like, when we practice these things, when we have self-control and learn to allow these things in our lives, we are practicing the fruits of the Spirit. And, and Jesus, they will know you belong to me by your, fruit, by your love for one another, but also says they can be judged by the fruits. And what's the fruit? And so one of the reasons I always push back on like anti-LGBTQ stuff is because I know the fruits of that work. I've seen people who are LGBTQ I've sat down with parents of a lesbian who hung herself and sat down with the pastor of the church that they were at, and it was part of this conversation, and it was heartbroken, heartbreaking. You know And I'm going, like, this is the fruits of the anti-gay. As a matter of fact, that church broke away from the anti-gay, the, 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 the reparative therapy group that they were working with. They broke away from that. Um, you know, you see the fruits. The fruits speak really loudly. You know, even when I had this conversation with my father years ago on his television show, I said, Dad, look at the fruits of the Spirit within this movement. Like, what's the fruits of this movement? What's happening to the people in this movement? We're not giving forgiveness. We're not trusting the Holy Spirit. What's happening is families are being torn apart. People are going into strife. People are going into factions. You know, all of a sudden, family is not anything that's related to blood. It's family is by the people you choose. That happens to a lot of us. It's happening to me right now, to be honest with you, except for my kids. Um, and I like that anger is in the and is in the things that separate us from these things. Like learning, I used to have such a bad temper when I first, you know, for the into my probably into my mid to late twenties, I had this really horrible temper. And It was really odd because I was like this super grace guy. But if you and it only usually came when I was defending other people. But it was still a bit disconcerting and I'm surprised I didn't uh, get killed a few times to be honest with you but I had to learn about that it took time and it's as though we don't realize that these are things that we have to develop over time and learn like Paul just writing this out to them it wasn't like they read this letter like oh we got it taken care of it was something they all had to agree to work on you know and um so I think that's really interesting. It goes on to say, there is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and the passions and the desires. And it's funny because he's really alluding to like a lot of these desires to be right, a lot of these desires to be exclusive, a lot of these desires to worry about your own fraction. I think that's where we're at right now is everybody's worried about their own group, their own faction. And what we have to do is start looking at other groups. And we also have to start asking ourselves, well, these groups that aren't comfortable with these groups, we can't, we can't get them. I saw something interesting um, recently, um, and, and this might, I don't mean to, I'm not saying anything here, except there is J.K. an article, and I'm not talking about her. She's doing a show with Phelps, one of the Phelps. Now, I will tell you, the Phelps who, what was the name of that Baptist church the Phelps read, ran? Um, they protest the gay people with the awful signs and did all these things. And um matter of fact they protested my mother's funeral, the the Phelps family did. Um, Westboro Baptist. And you know, had a sign that said Tammy Faye is in hell. Picture of my mom, really huge, Tammy Faye is in hell. So I'm speaking from, from personal experience here. So include me in in this, okay? Don't exclude me. Um, but Phelps' daughter is doing this 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 thing with Roland, JK Rowland. And I'm not saying that, that it's right or wrong. I don't know. I've never even heard it. I just read an article about it. And what I want to say was is that I kept realizing that they kept saying that that this the daughter was from the church and from that family, but I remembered that this daughter wrote a a um, uh, uh, wrote a book about how she was abused, how they would chop her hair off, how they would abuse her and hurt her and, and, and treat her horrible, and she left very hurt by this family very destroyed by the westboro baptists and and by her parents the phelps who who abused her as a child and she left a wreck but the media posed it as because they had a slant of how they wanted it to look because i guess it had to do with roland uh, the slant was is we don't mention that she left uh, she just left we don't say that she was abused we don't say that she wrote a book about it we don't say that she denounced it so in a way, it almost looks like, well, she's still kind of one of them And this like Time Magazine article. And I was shocked. I was like, really? Like, this is how we work in the media. This is how we work is that we want to demonize somebody. We want to exclude somebody. So we don't go and say, well, this poor woman's life was torn apart by that. And now she has grace for J.K. Rowling when a lot of people don't. You know, whatever. I, I, I'm guessing that's what they're saying, uh, unless they're arguing on their show. I don't know the facts completely. I'll look into it more. But what I want to say, my, my point is, is the framing. Like, I, I'm not glad that, that, you know, I don't support Westboro Baptist people. I used to think that was one of the worst things with the church. And when they show up to your mom's funeral, it got you. I matter of fact, I drove by and gave them the finger. Like, I was angry. You know, it was like, this is a time to celebrate my life, the life of my mom, not you know, basically take a dump on her freaking casket, because that's how it felt. So I feel the pain and the anger. But I also feel the importance of someone when they leave something like that, we should celebrate that, and we should recognize that, and we should see the trauma. And it's funny that we only want to see one type of person's trauma right now. Like, oh, well, we only want to see who the J.K. Rowland person has hurt their trauma, and we're going to ignore this person's trauma to make the article a little bit spicier or better, rather than saying, like, hey, there might be something we learned from this. You know, this person left a really bad religious situation that was really hurtful and, and really de- devastating to their lives. So I, I'm not promoting it. I'm just saying that the sensationalism and, and, and writing people like that and, write, and the media and what they're doing with folks is, is not a way for us to be able to love each other. We don't, can't sum each other up. It's like just being like, oh, well, you know, he's Baker's kid. So obviously when he asks for money, phew, we know where that's going to go, under the gold toilet. <laughs> I'm in an apartment, so it wouldn't make sense for me to have a gold toilet. Um, no, I've been giving Depeche Mode a hard time for having such expensive tickets. Okay, guys? <laughs> so so anyway, um, that point is is that we can't vilify others when we don't agree with us 100%, and maybe we can learn from each other. And that's what Paul's asking us to do, is to listen and go, do it. Does the, does the person who, who, who disagrees with me, do they have a point? And maybe, what is it like? How do they see me? What do they see? What do they think? And are we ignoring their trauma because we're in some sort of a, the, the like hierarchy of the suffering? Like, well, I've suffered more so I win. You know, so I have the, the, the card of, of suffering and your suffering now no longer counts. You know, and that's not how it works because hurt is hurt, pain is pain. And you know, when we're able to see that and then you can see that when you're practicing things like love, joy, and peace, and patience, even if it's someone who's a little bit naive, that's what patience is for, is dealing with people who are maybe a little naive or dealing with people who maybe are a little hostile, you know, and that's what kindness comes into is, you know, what did Dr. King say is that love is the only force capable of changing an enemy into a friend. You know, so, and being generous and being faithful and being there and listening, you know, and when that rocks hit the little window on your boundary and you open it up and go, hey, what's going on? You know, so I'm gonna continue to finish this, which I can't believe we went this long on almost an hour. Oops, I'm gonna have to buy my kids Pokemon cards now. It's gone to that level, you guys. Um, I'm also gonna go roller skating. Look out for Instagram, roller skate pictures. Um, if we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Now 26, we're gonna end five today and the next week we hit six and then we'll be done. Very excited about this. But listen to this, this is really good. This is almost as good as the end of um, over at 15. But look at this. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another envying one another. Do you hear that it says? Do not be conceited with one another. Do not be conceited. It's like when we become conceited, we start to think it's all about us, you know? But there are times where I'm like, you hey, I read this book about men suffering in the United States and how high, the like the past 20 years, that suicide rates come up. No surprise that black men suffer the most out of these folks, but how men suffer in the world and, and and going through all this and how the, the writer of, of who did this all this research wrote the book and said, I've had like 20 people tell me not to write this book about the suffering of men because it's just not politically correct right now. It's just not the way to go, you know? And um, I, there was an article about it and a very good friend of mine wrote that it was like, oh, well, men just must not be getting used to not getting all the attention they want, you know? Said something flippant like that. But I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, you know, I tried to kill myself a few years ago. You know, we lost a co-pastor this past past year. You know, men are falling behind. You know, there are people dying. You know, it's like maybe we need to, oh shit, these folks are in crisis too. You know, there's a crisis going on of crises everywhere. And how do we kind of help each other together? I mean, you'd think about it. We have analysts and we have uh, psychiatrists and things like this who could really help us in all these areas it doesn't just have to be one group suffering um, so let us not become conceited competing against one another envying one another now if you want this in context what paul's saying is is gauls you know don't go say like well we've got these gods of these we're better or we've just got jesus by grace alone so and you come with them. don't be conceited you know, and I was saying to the to the Judaizers, they don't come on and say, "Well, we're real Christians because we've been circumcised and things like that. don't don't pick." But I think this twenty six, we're taking notes twenty six and fifteen in the Galatians really line up well together, because fifteen says, "If however you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another." And then twenty six says, "Let us not be come conceited." competing against one another, envying one another. And it's strange that sometimes when you're in mental health health issues and suffering, sometimes you will envy those who get more attention for their suffering. And that's not what it's about. Don't envy the other. Practice faithfulness and gentleness and self-control and peace and patience and kindness with each other because everybody's going through their own battle. People are going through these things together, and I think this type of of realizing that we've got folks in in all these different communities of male and female and LGBTQ and Republicans and Democrats and wokes and conservatives and anarchists, and we realize that we're all suffering, we're all going through something, and that it's not these things are keeping us from being a, a brotherhood and a sisterhood and a community where we're able to help each other. Imagine that, maybe we're just like, hey, you know what, we're all suffering and we all wanna figure out why. And it seems like it has a lot to do with politicians who on both sides who are, you know, getting paid by special interest groups, you know? So maybe we just figure out like, how do we get rid of these special interest groups? You know, how do we stop scapegoating each other? And, you know, or at least move our scapegoating up to people who are a little bit higher on the, the, the list. You know, I prefer not to scapegoat at all. But, you know, the, these are things for us to think about. And um, so there you go. That's, that's Galatians 5. I, I think it's pretty powerful. Galatians 5, part 2, 2023. And again, I will just say like that 15 and 26 are really the sweet spot. And for all of you who thought you were going to hell because you weren't inheriting the kingdom of God, inheriting the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God here is really saying, learning to be uh, the fruit of the spirit, you know, these things that we talked about. So, hey, we're going to keep going. Um, yeah, well, how about the white, the white community? A lot of those men are suffering and feeling like they don't belong and um, are stopped working. They, they left the workforce in their 20s and 30s and uh, 40s uh, and are committing suicide. There is a high rate of men uh, in their 30s and 40s and, and actually it's getting younger now. It's, I think it's actually gone from teens now to 40s where these men, uh, white men and men of color, are taking their lives. And so those are, the hot, you know, those are the ones that are everybody's like, oh, there's the privilege, you know, and these guys and their privilege are stepping out of the whole world. They're just disconnecting. They don't know what to do with their lives. They're failing behind in school. Um, men aren't going to college, um, they're, they're dropping out. I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting research. Um, and I only know this because I research stuff and I read books during the week and and I try to understand this and listen to things. And I also try to listen to the other side too. You know, I I don't just try to like, you know, I, I try to keep a balance of at least who's doing the best research, you know? So in some ways I do follow the science. Um, even when it works against me because um, I, I didn't want to get up here and be like, oh, men, <laughs> we really got it bad, you know. Um, but I get it though. I mean, I'm so close to the, that, that group of dropping out from society and, and going through the doubts of life and feeling not like I'm worth anything. So I understand it, and I can empathize with that as well. But I can also empathize with my LGBTQ brothers and sisters who've been through hell in the church and things like that. Um, but I think we can we can allow suffering to be the thing that brings us together and allows us to work together. I think we can find a common ground there, um, which I think would be really kind of beautiful and interesting. Is is you know the wounded healers basically, and we heal each other. Um, uh, yeah, I mean one of my 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 friends who's, who's a transgender pastor and a black man um, we've had some really great connections and sat down and shared our stories um, but really kind of built a, a deep connection a deep kind of soul connection through the fact that we've both suffered and suffered in different ways but that that suffering was something that, that brought us into this like family brotherhood the situation and coming from completely two different worlds if you like what you hear folks this is the part where you can say oh the bakers are at it again um, we need your support we need your financial support you know we have to pay taxes i have to pay for this stuff uh, I, I i work during the week to get this stuff going i have another job that i'm working on as well um, but that's about to run out but hopefully i'll find another one to do um, but this is i've been doing this for 30 years And I guess I've decided I'm not going anywhere. And so if you believe in this work and you want to help it financially, you can go to revolutionchurch.com. There's a donation button at the top and you can donate there. Um, You can also um, help simply just by sharing these talks with other people, sharing what we're doing with other people and uh, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and and liking and retweeting and doing things like that. That really helps a lot. I, I can't say that enough. Like that helps a lot. Uh, Money helps more (laughs) because we can do more. And I think with the idea of this being like a podcast-driven life and a YouTube-driven life, we're going to do a lot more in different ways. And I'm really excited. Like, I haven't been planning out my talks like this in years. And um, I had another talk planned, but I think it's going to have to be a night thing where we're Zooming with each other because I think the the problem with the pastoral epistles will just be too much for us to... I just can't talk at you about it. I think it's something that we all have to work work and deconstruct with each other. So, good news today. Love you guys and gals and people and human beings. And I'm I'm grateful to be in a diverse community with you. And I'm grateful to uh, suffer with you. But I'm also grateful to rejoice with you. And so, I found that today was a day for rejoice. Because we're going to stick around for a while. Love you so much. Much grace. And I will see you for the conclusion of Revolutions 5, or 6, I mean. Revolutions, wow, that's a Freudian slip. The conclusion to to Galatians 6, 2023 next week. All right, now I gotta go grocery shopping and roller skating, hopefully. Bye.